Hello and welcome back to the Mental Sweet Spot podcast where we share stories, tips, and advice for coaching the mental game of softball. I'm Melanie Rushing and I'm joined here by Alicia Smith. And today we're getting into sort of part two of how to beat the coronavirus blues. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, to catch you all up, uh, Alicia has actually had some conversations with their girls and she called me excitedly from her walk saying, I have more ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That was the only sentence she gave me. So I was like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> supposed to read my mind. Come on. <laughs> Dang. I'm usually good at that because it's usually the same thoughts as mine. Right, right. <laughs> so Alicia, catch everybody else up on what you've been doing with your girls and where you are now. Sure. Um, so uh, what we did is we kind of brainstormed, kind of went over on whiteboarding some ideas that we could do with the kids. And we, the first thing we did is we set up uh, our Google Drive for the kids, we got them all set up. We had originally sent out, a, since we had just started tryouts, we sent out a Google form for them to fill out so they could get all of their information, their phone numbers, their email addresses, specifically their email addresses. Then we used that information to get them set up in a, in a Google folder and then eventually to a Google Classroom. So that was kind of step one to get that all set up. Um, we had our first introductory call yesterday with the whole program. We, we had everyone jump on Zoom, which was really cool. Um, just kind of laid out rules uh, of how to use Zoom. Obviously, in this time, we cannot make it mandatory. That was the one thing I want to make very clear. Uh, we cannot make it mandatory uh, at all. So it's definitely part of what you'd like to, if this is something you'd like to do, you're, we're doing it every afternoon at four o'clock because that was our practice time. So we are uh, kind of in line with the same thing. So the first thing we did is we uh, set up a 3000 swing challenge um, created a, a nice spreadsheet with each of the players' names. They have their own tab. They can tabulate and track all of their um, swings that they do in a day uh, for the entire season. So we're moving forward with the assumption that we're going to continue to resume play. However, if we don't, they can still participate in the challenge, right? All the way through the end of May. Um, so we kind of went over that and how to use it. The kids got excited about it. And I got videos already uh, of kids, you know, out in their backyard swinging and, and hitting into bow nets and things like that. So the cool thing is, is that uh, my hitting coach had put together some drills, uh, awesome drills to to also added to the Google Drive as well. So kind of talk through that, some pictures. Uh, we, we are gonna send videos to them and we ask for them to send videos back to us and to you know, the, the shared drive and the coaches can do video analysis, right? We can even do uh, live real time if we wanted to. Uh, some online hitting basically is what we could do. So we could have one of the parents videotape them uh, or do live shots and we can do some video analysis uh, over the over the internet. So that's what we think we're going to do through Zoom, uh, utilize that that function. So the kids got pretty excited about that. It was really fun to see. Um, we started our book club. So we had them all kind of go online and order uh, the book Mind Gym. That's the book that we're going to discuss today. So next week we will start reviewing that once they get their Amazon orders. Hopefully <laughs> it will be probably delayed a little bit, but uh, they can get those books online shipped to their house for fairly inexpensive and then we can start going through the book club. So that's the book we chose to, to use. There are many, many different books out there. So I encourage coaches to find a book that speaks to the kids, whether it's a leadership book or mental training book, right? So I think that right now the key piece is the, this is really a big time where kids need, need this, right? We, we've talked about coaches, we've two coaches on this um, podcast. We've talked to each other all the time about how important uh, the mental strategies that we in, in, um, 
put into our to our systems into our practices and how important that is for our kids right to deal with the stresses of softball well as as we're all aware that's so important outside of softball to deal with just the stresses of and pressures and anxieties and fears in life that's what you know we that's why we coach that's why we do what we do and i think these kids need it more than ever right? They really need these strategies employed right now. So whatever conversations, whatever materials you have that would be able to help your kids through these discussions right now is, is I think the best thing we could do as coaches. And I think we have to, we have to lead, lead that discussion and be leaders in that area. Uh, on Monday, we talked a little bit about struggling as a coach sometimes, and, and we are also dealing with loss and not having the ability to see our kids in practice and, and impact them. But, uh, I, like I told uh, the audience last week and, and, or excuse me on Monday and yourself, like it's really important for us, for me personally to, to get out, to get out and walk. So, or to be active exercise, whatever you can do. And during my walks is when I really shifted my mindset because I knew I had to not only for myself and my family, but for my kids. So I have uh, a much better mindset and attitude when I woke up on Tuesday and was really excited about seeing my kids uh, virtually. Um, also kind of took some time to reflect. I think that that's a great thing about my walks or whatever you choose to do, right? Is that as a society, we've been really forced to slow down. Uh, not only have we been kind of pent up in our houses or wherever we are, but we've been asked to slow down. Um, it isn't necessarily a comfortable feeling for other people because we're not used to that. So getting, getting comfortable with the uncomfortable but most importantly, taking a step back and just being grateful for the things that we have, right? I have my health. Uh, I have my family. I do always have my program and my softball girls. They have each other. They will always have me as their coach, regardless if we play or not. And I think reflecting back on the gratitude piece was the number one thing that helped me shift my mindset so I can be a leader for my program, a leader for the coaches and the other and the kids in them or in the program. So I can really be, um, be a good role model for them because if we adults and coaches freak out and are upset, disappointed, and, and it's okay again to share that with them, but if that's our attitude consistently and we don't help them through it, then, then they will definitely see that and it will be a reflection, uh, right back onto them. So I think that those are the important things I wanted to share, uh, just two examples of things that we decided to do. Um, we have many other examples that, that I can share as well with, with coaches, but I think the important thing that I really wanted to share was my mindset shift and how it's impacted me in a positive way and realized that I really, um, I really truly appreciate the situation I'm in right now because I, I have, I have to, um, from a leadership standpoint, but I also wanted to. I love that. And I think that has to be the first step, right? Like we got to mm -hmm. take care of ourselves first so that we can take care of others. Like we talk about, it's not we over me, it's me for we. Mm -hmm. Like I got I to gotta be good so that I can help others. And I think one of the big things a lot of people are going to be dealing with is like reconnecting with our why when a lot of times that why is tied to being on the field, the chance to have a shot at winning and performing specifically those like tangible things so how did you shift your perspective to so i know your word has always been impact mm -hmm. how did you shift your perspective to now make an impact in a different way 
That's a really good question. And I think that that's what I realized is that I still can make an enormous impact by talking to these kids every day. It's just not face-to-face, right? And it's just not on the softball field. And when I go back to my why and I realize that relationships that I build with my kids are what's the most important thing to me, I can still do all that remotely. It's totally, it's totally doable. And I think if you shift your mindset to say it's doable and we make it work and we make it fun and we make it purposeful, that's when it's really impactful and the kids are going to feed off, off that. And I can already see they were smiling, they were doing thumbs up, they were waving at each other, you know, and I think that um, we got to remember that it's not just us, like you said, it's them too. And, and they're stuck in their houses too. And they're already bored. Uh, I know, for example, uh, our school district has mandated no uh, school will be allowed to move forward while they're closed. So they don't even have the school part to, to kind of keep them busy right now. So what other creative things can we do? Uh, I'm going to lean on my, my seniors and ask them what their thoughts are and what are some of the things that could they think of um, to do and involve them, continue to involve them in, in this. Just because this is what we came up with doesn't necessarily mean it's going to end that way. And how much more can we involve them in, in some of the discussions and some of the activities that we plan? Yes. I've been thinking about that a lot because I've had multiple people reach out to me. Like we're, we're, we're the coaches. We're supposed to, to lead them and come up with things mm-hmm. and fill the practice plans. But I think one of the most powerful things that we came up with in figuring out specifically our culture course mm-hmm. was it's got to be their input too. So a lot of people um, we're talking the night on Twitter um, through S2 Breakthrough uh, about buy-in. Like, this is, you can't make it mandatory. I mean, some people will try, but like, hey, it's mm-hmm. really not mandatory because mm-hmm. they can show up or not. Mm-hmm. But how do you get the girls to buy in? And I firmly believe it's let them have a voice in it. Mm-hmm. So what things do you see, like, how are you going to give them a voice? How are you going to get their input? What kind of things do you feel they'll have a unique insight into? Uh, I think definitely using technology in, in a way that maybe I may not think of. Oh my um, gosh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely something, right? Because we know the kids are really good with technology. And so what other types of things could they came, come up with, right, that we could do virtually? And what other forms of technology could we use to keep everyone engaged? That's, that's, part, that's part one. And the other piece is like, well, what, what do you guys want out of this? Because one of the things that we discussed yesterday was your own, you own your own personal development. Uh, I still firmly believe that. And even though we're not on the softball field, you can still develop personally. Um, You can still go out in the backyard and play catch with your brother if you have that opportunity um, or or whatever, your parents. um, You can still pitch. You can still have your little sister catch you. I mean, there's a lot of different ways. So I want to try to empower them to come up with ways um, that they can be creative with the things that they're supposed, supposed to do and want to do. Um, I guess changing the word to supposed to do and not, not saying supposed to do, right? So when we talked about the personal development piece, the reason I gave them the pennies and had them go get the jars is because I think we've talked about this on another podcast is the thing I introduced to my daughter uh, at the beginning of the year was about personal development and the process. So the first question I asked the kids uh, yesterday was to document, write down and share uh, tomorrow. What does the process mean to them? Um, so we talked about the idea of adding pennies to the jar, uh, for every, 
task you do to improve yourself, you add a penny to the jar. The jar represents the process over time and it truly never ends. And we cannot and will not use the fact that we're not together as an excuse to not personally develop and to please come up with different ways of things that, that you can do to personally develop. You get to decide what you, you use or do to improve your personal um, self. And that could come in many ways, but it's your journey. It's your decision. Um, This is all up to you, but it's still absolutely possible to focus on these types of things, even though we aren't physically together. And even though we're not on the softball field. I think that's, that's the key. It's got to come from them. And, and then I think, honestly, this is an opportunity for growth. You can't kind of get to with all the other softball things we have to do so what are maybe some opportunities that you wouldn't have had normally that you're looking forward to with so much communication so much leadership (laughs) so much off-field stuff um I think the opportunity to spend more time uh not only just talking to each other in a group setting but in a different group setting so it's, it's a different adjustment. Uh, one of the ideas that, that came from somebody else uh, today was, how about everyone send in recipes, cook something, and we'll have a team dinner virtually, right? Everyone can eat. They love to eat. They love to talk over food. How about we just kind of set up your phone? Obviously, you're using your phone or laptop, right, to, to, video, to, to stream the video, but get off your phone for a minute and just talk, right? And, and even though it's virtually, it's in a different setting, that's okay. It's different, but it's okay. We can do it. And the kids are honestly really used to it. Um, And I think that uh, reading, listening to podcasts and some other things where they can kind of develop in that way, since they can't really do schoolwork, um, they're sitting around for an extended period of time. So what other types of maybe exercises do you guys want? Maybe one of you guys want to put together a workout uh, for the team. Maybe you guys can do that virtually as well. Um, just continue to come up with a bunch of different creative ideas. And again, I think it's important that the, that the players are empowered um, not only to do things for themselves, but for the team as well. And to kind of give them reins a little bit because not making it mandatory, I think is really important because if you really want to show up, you'll show up. You're more invested that way. Um, and if we really continue to put the, put the development on them and ask them to be engaged ask them to figure out some tasks. They will. Um, And I think we acknowledge that. And that's a great creative way. Even if it's not the best idea in the world, it doesn't matter. It's the, it's the point that they're being invested in their personal development and in the team too. There's no perfect thing to do, right? Like we've all been there where we had this beautiful drill planned or this wonderful (laughs) idea for a season and it changes anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's all about what you kind of get out of it in the moment. Right. Taking it to a more like practical point of view, what are some tips you could give coaches for uh, specifically like picking a book? A little uh, shout out to ourselves. (laughs) A shameless plug. We're going to do a book club for upcoming episodes of the podcast. So keep an eye out for information on that. But even for us choosing what book to read, what are some tips for choosing one of the many wonderful books out there? Well, you could go a couple different ways. I think that one, you can, if you as a coach have read a lot and there's something that really speaks to you, share that with your team. Uh, Or you can simply ask your team to go find a book they want to read. 
um, and all read different ones, all share their different thoughts on one, or simply just have maybe a group of, of kids maybe vote on three or four books or something like that. I think that there's definitely, again, it goes back to the empowerment piece of the kids. Um, Mind Gym was one we chose together, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. That's a really good book. But um, there's, there's another book that I just ordered. Uh, thankfully, I got it before Amazon went really uh, slowed down, but it's called Finished It. It's a team's journey to winning it all. Um, and it, I believe it documents the Alabama softball team. So I think it's just, I'm excited to start reading this, but there's hundreds of books out there. And I think that when you empower your team to select something, they're going to be more vested into reading it as opposed to just handing them a book or, or whatever. I think that you can definitely give them choices or examples of things, but let them go look, let them go find it. Um, you don't have to be able to get the physical book anymore, right? You can do uh, eBooks or iBooks or whatever you want to say. Uh, they're available in many different forms. So you can read them on Kindles and things like that. So From my favorite how are audio kids? books, listen while you watch over the kiddos. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if they're just sitting there working out or something like that, like take notes, like have them, have them be uh, kind of engaged hopefully and into to reading or listening and, and sharing. I think the other piece to it is if they can share what they've learned or their thought process of, of either the discussion that you're having, the book that you're reading, the podcast you're listening to. Um, I have my kids listen to our podcasts all the time. Like, what did you get out of it? Because if you ask 16 kids what they got out of it, they're going to give you 16 different answers. And I think that's what's so cool about it is that they're sharing those experiences and the things that they got out of it with each other. And that's the power of, of, reflection and, and doing it in a group. Yeah, this is what I consider like true team building. Um, the, the fun little games and activities are fun, but they're just a start. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think this is more like, think of how little you knew about other people around you when you were their age. Like we're all in our own heads so much. It's so eye-opening to hear like, oh, they got that out of it. That's really interesting. And like it tells you more about your teammates and gives you more ideas for how to be a better teammate. I just, I love the discussion piece on anything you do. Mm -hmm. particularly yeah. clubs. Um, how about the like technology piece? You're talking about Google. I know you and I love Google for anybody <laughs> who mm -hmm. isn't familiar with it. A do the same thing. Ask your girls. Um, but yeah. what would you suggest, um, with Google and zoom, how to make it really easy and practical for everybody to use? Um, I think simply just creating a space in, in Google, uh, sharing, sharing that with your players via email, just to simply get there. If you don't know how to get it, set up a Google form. I mean, that's obviously step one, the easiest way to gather information and to be able to have it in one place. If you don't know how to do that, simply have them, uh, text you or an assistant coach or have one of your players be in charge of setting that up for you. Um, once you get started in Google, it's really super easy if you don't know how. Um, but I definitely think that um, in just finding somebody who knows knows technology, which is very easy to do with all the players, would be super simple. I thought maybe switching to Google Classroom would be difficult, but I sent uh, sent a text to the to the program and I said, "Do you guys know how to use Google Classroom?" It's like, "Yes, coach. Yes, 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 coach. Of course we do." You know, it's like, "Okay, great." Like I've never used it before, so maybe you can teach me something about it. So. Um, I just think it's very easy at a very bare minimum. You can Google how to use it, right? So uh, there's resources out there. Don't let technology scare, scare you away and the kids will know how to do it anyway. 
<laughs> exactly. I always, even, I don't feel like I'm a tech tard and there's still some things where I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to mess with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is nice. Just Google about Google. Yeah. Um, any last tips for today um, on coaches, just keeping things up and keeping girls motivated? Yeah, I think it's just important that, that we as coaches continue to, to be okay first, right? We got to focus on ourselves first. Um, and making a small mindset shift will be very helpful in, in your ability to show up powerfully for your team. And I know that's why we all do it. It's all why we coach. We want to show up powerfully for them. So um, taking care of yourself first. It's important that we're getting sleep and we are like physically moving and exercising and being engaged uh, with the team when they come on because they might have different ranges of emotions depending on what state you live in, depending on what rules you have. Um, I know we have spring break coming up and there's a lot of anxiety around the fact that they may not be going right? That's a big deal for these kids. And um, I think we just need to show some empathy towards them. We can't tell them just to suck it up. We can't tell them uh, it's not a big deal. Uh, it is a big deal to them. So how do we help them through this time, an unprecedented time? How do we show empathy towards them? And most importantly, maybe the best thing we can do during this time is show them how to what empathy means and how to display it and also what it means for them to do it to each other. And I think that if they can show empathy to each other, uh, it just helps, helps them give another tool to be a better human being. And if we can do that in this time and help them through, I think then, then we've done uh, the, a job better than we could in, in any lesson that any softball game could ever teach. I love that. Yep. Big opportunity here, even through, this crappy feeling and that is it for today's episode and now i've got a few more helpful items to share with you all so first of all if you missed our webinar with the nfca that we did a couple days ago um we discussed 12 or more ways to keep your girls engaged when you're stuck in this lockdown to find that just google nfca webinars and it'll pop up with uh, presented by rap soto uh, ours is the one at the top that you can view without being a member. So it's free for everyone. Just search NFCA webinars and you can find it there. For those looking for a broader but still actionable overview of Coaching the Mental Game, please join us in the coming weeks for an audiobook club. We are going to piggyback on Alicia's team's book club and read Mind Gym. Each week we'll discuss what Alicia's girls are taking away from it, our own takeaways, and how we can continue to develop these skills in a practical way as coaches. I'm super excited for this one because I have not reread the book in a while and it was the catalyst that sent me on this mental game journey. So if you want to follow along, we won't be reading the book page by page. Uh, you got to get the ebook or there's an audio book version of it as well. I'm sure if you order Amazon, it'll take a few days to order quickly. Uh, we'll be starting to cover that next Monday. And finally, if you have decided that one of your goals during this break is to strengthen your team's cohesion, keep your girls engaged and feeling connected, We've got you. By now, you know our specialty is culture in the mental game. So if you'd like to dig into your team's culture and how to continue to strengthen it, even when you're apart, we've made our culture course available for individual purchase at mentalsweetspot.com. And if there's any other way we can help, please don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you again for joining us. Stay in touch via email and or our Facebook group and keep leading and improving.